0: You are listening to the Business Society podcast, formerly known as Think Like a CFO. The Business Society is a podcast for entrepreneurs and business owners, where we talk all about what it means to be an entrepreneur and manage the money in your business and personal life. I'm your host, Melissa Houston, and I am a CPA with over 20 years of experience working with entrepreneurs just like you. And I am here to share my knowledge and love of all things business. Check out my blog at thebusinesssociety.co and make sure you check out my articles at forbes.com. Larry Bates is the author of Beat the Bank, the Canadian guide to simply successful investing. Larry spent 35 years in the investment banking business in Toronto and London, Ontario. He is currently an investment advisor with Align Capital Partners, Inc. Larry's book, Beat the Bank, provides insight as to how the investment industry operates and how to achieve higher returns through the use of simple, more efficient investment products. Larry is also a member of the Board of Fair Canada, a national investor advocacy group. On a personal note, I read Larry's book years ago, and I loved it so much, I refer it to everyone. Through his book, I learned a lot about investing and gained the confidence I needed to invest on my own. His book takes the mystery out of do it yourself investing, and I highly recommend this book to all my clients. Hi, Larry. How are you today? I am so excited to welcome you to the Business Society podcast.
1: Well, it's great to be here. Thank you, Melissa.
0: Yes, you know that I've been following you for a while. I'm a super huge fan. I was introduced to you when you released your book. I believe it was in 2018. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, September 2018.
0: Okay, and your book is called Beat the Bank. And I love it for so many reasons. And we're going to get into that. But just so my Canadian and American listeners are aware, Beat the Bank can be applied. It's a Canadian-based book, but it can definitely be applied to Americans as well. And we're going to talk about the major points of the book. And I highly recommend anybody. I mean, if you've been following me or listening to me for a while, you know that I always recommend this book. I recommend it to neighbors, friends, people I meet on the street, anybody. I think it's extremely valuable it really breaks down how to invest your money in such a way that most people who read it can totally grasp the concepts and relate to them. So Larry, if you want to give us a brief overview of the book, that would be fantastic. Yeah, the book is really in three parts. The first
1: describes how most Canadians invest and the big problem with that. And that's highlighted by uh a little story I, I tell in the book, which is really the, what's, what sparked me to write the book in the first place. And that is a few years ago, I got a call from my sister. I was sitting on the, the trading floor in one of the downtown bank towers in Toronto. And, and she said to me, hey, Larry, all we hear about is how well the stock market's doing. But this this mutual fund that we, we've we owned for, for 10 or 15 years really hasn't done very much. And we don't understand why, can you have a look? So I, I Googled it and I said to my sister, well, do you realize you're, you're paying 2.3% in fees? And she said, "What? Well, we're paying fees? And I said, yeah, yeah, 2.3% a year. And she said, oh, you mean 2.3% of our gains? And I said, no, no, 2.3% of your total amount invested every year, whether the market goes up or down, which means if you've, been on, if you've owned that fund for 15 years, you've lost about 35% of your return and your, of your money. She was shocked. She didn't even realize she was paying fees, which is the case with most Canadians. They don't see the fees, and, and the reason why is the you know the industry never really presents a proper bill. They never really show you what you are paying, or they they don't make it easy to find out. And you know those those fees can really devastate the ultimate return. I mean, the the point of investing for most people is to generate a, a decent retirement nest egg that that will allow them to live a comfortable life in, in retirement, and the you know in, in investment fees for most Canadians really cause great damage to their ultimate retirement savings most Canadians are losing believe it or not 50% or more of their lifetime investment returns to fees they don't even see or understand so the first part of the book is hey a bit of a wake up call you know if you're an average investor you're you're probably not being well served by the industry. You're probably paying way too much and don't even realize it. So understand some investment basics. And so go through that, talk about how the industry works, some basics of stocks and bonds, and then a guide to investing much smarter. If an investor or a reader chooses to do it themselves or use low-cost index funds where you don't even have to pick a stock or bond that's done for you, So using funds with super low fees or using a robo advisor or or some other method of investing more efficiently, simpler with much lower costs and with the ultimate aim of ending up with a much larger nest egg without taking more risk just by investing smarter, simpler and lower cost.
0: Absolutely. And when I first read that book, I mean, I had invested in mutual funds because I thought that was the way to go. So with our kids' education, with you know our savings, a lot of it was in mutual funds. And I had no idea how much the bank was taking from us. But I have a question for you going back to what you were saying, where people aren't aware of these fees. Now, didn't they pass a law, I don't know, maybe it was two years ago or so, that they had to disclose the fees that were, were being charged in your investments. Now, I am aware that they passed that law, but I glance often at my statements and stuff, and I don't see this information.
1: No. Yeah, the, the rules were tightened up a bit. So now investor annual statements, not their quarterly or, their, or or their monthly, but their annual statements must lay out the portion of the fees that are retained by the advisor. But there's no requirement that the fees retained by the mutual fund company need to be disclosed. So,
0: oh, isn't that interesting? They're only
1: disclosing <laughs> half the fees. So that's almost worse than no disclosure. Because you look at the you look and say, okay, well, those are the fees. Now I understand. But no, you don't understand because that's just half. Even the disclosure of uh, of fees, if you if you realize, well, you're paying two percent a year or one point five or whatever it is, our, our minds aren't tuned to understand the impact of compounding over time, how, you know, a 2% fee can strip away 50% of your returns. You know, a, a good example is, you know, it's just, not, just not picking on TD Bank here, but I just, just looking at these stats I, I did for a, a recent presentation, looking at the total return of the Toronto Stock Exchange Index over the last 11 years, ending in, in 2020, it was 105% total return. A low-cost index fund, the iShares TSX Composite Index ETF, which has an annual fee of 0.06%, tiny fee, that returned about 103% total return. So very close to the index return. This is typical that the TD Canadian Equity Mutual Fund, which uses the TSX as its benchmark, what did it return? It returned about 65% total return. So it returned 40% less than the index. Why? Because the annual fee is 2.18%. That 2.18% over 10 years translates into a 40% less return. Simple math. You stretch that out another 10 years and that's, you know, it's going to get worse and worse because that compounding effect, that negative compounding effect of the fees accelerates over time. So, you know, and this is like, like yourself, Melissa, and my, like my sister, and like millions of investors, and it's not just in Canada, but around the world, they're buying high-cost products because their advisors are telling them to. And, they're, and without realizing it, they're massively losing out. I mean, think about the difference in your retirement. Your retirement fund is X or 50% of X. That can make a massive difference in people's lives.
0: Yeah, and the banks are definitely pushing these products because those are their money makers, right?
1: I mean, the industry is really addicted to this these high cost products and it's that's why I wrote the book. I I was a banker my whole career. I just, you know, when I had that conversation with my sister, it really just kind of, you know, shameful that this is my industry is doing this. I never dealt with individual investors. I was always dealing with large institutions and so forth and they're very well served by the industry, but individual investors generally speaking, are not. Now, the good news is the same banks that want to sell you the super expensive stuff and and suck out half your returns over time, they also at the same time offer incredibly efficient, low-cost products and services that if you take some time to learn investment basics, you can take advantage of. So they want to sell you the expensive stuff, but if you figure out the basics, they'll be there to provide a great service at very low costs if you can do a little figuring out yourself and investing can be very simple and um, the industry tries to portray it as super complicated it's like a, hey Melissa don't even bother trying to figure this thing out it's, it's dangerous and everything else just trust me well that's what most Canadians do and that's it ends up costing a lot.
0: And for sure like I but like I remember off the top of my head, at least two separate occasions. One was where I went into a private, they were an investment firm of some type. And then the other one was Scotiabank. So I met with Well, my husband and I met with two separate people and professionals, and they were selling us mutual funds. And we're like, well, no, we don't, we know that mutual funds are not in our best interest. We would like to talk about ETFs or bonds or, you know, in in the stock market, yeah, yeah, any alternative. And both of them said, I don't sell anything but mutual funds.
1: Well, that's right. That's, they are mutual fund salespeople. They're not advisors. They're salespeople, and some of them probably have a very narrow view. Okay, that's what I do, and and you know you should buy the stuff I'm selling you. Probably many others realize that what they're selling isn't particularly in their in their clients' best interests. But their bosses tell them, hey, this is what you've got to sell. You know, so there are tens of thousands of mutual fund salespeople out there working for the banks and other firms. That's all they sell. They only sell the expensive stuff because that's what they're told to do. So it's, but the, the industry does not serve individual Canadians well.
0: It doesn't. I mean, and I could totally understand from the private firm, but going into Scotiabank and having like, thankfully I read your book and I knew that there were alternatives out there and I knew that mutual funds were not in my best interest, but being in Scotiabank and being told by this, who I thought was a financial advisor, I can just imagine what it does to people who don't understand right? Because then they're thinking, I'm in the bank, I'm with a trusted advisor, I have to believe them. You know, maybe it is in yeah. my best interest to yeah. buy these mutual funds.
1: <laughs> you know, it's funny, I've done some work with a group in the UK that has a similar view and uh, that, you know, in, in investors aren't well served by the big institutions. And they have the view that, well, there's a lack of trust in financial institutions in the UK. And that's true, because They've had a much rockier experience over there and in many other countries and, you know, the U.S. also. But in Canada, the, the banks have been, more, have been more stable and in many ways have served Canadians well. But it's almost in Canada, we, we don't have a trust deficit. We have a trust surplus. People just yeah. blindly <laughs> trust their banks. Yeah. Uh, somehow think that they're they're obligated to treat them fairly or that it's we're Canadians, so they're going to, you know. It, it, so the banks have sort of this position of paternalistic authority that too many investors sort of respect unquestionably. And, and they capitalize that and charge Canadians the highest investment fees in the world.
0: It's crazy. And I remember I wrote I wrote an article last year and it was titled How the Bank is not your friend. And I got a lot of heat from a lot of people on that one because they were blindly believing that the bank is there to help them, especially during the pandemic. Right. You know, I, I I'm
1: not anti bank. I spent my career in the banks, you know, I, I love banks. My career there, I own bank stocks, <laughs> they've been great. But it's it's much better to be an owner of uh, of a bank, uh, i.e. own bank stock, than to be a customer. And exactly. so I, I'm not anti-bank, I don't hate, I just, my main message is you really take a bit of time to learn investment basics and you'll be a better informed consumer. Whether you decide to you know take another route or do it yourself or, or use a robo-advisor, or find an advisor that are a way to invest with lower costs, whatever it might be, you're likely going to be much better off. Take a bit of time to learn investment basics. It can be simple.
0: Now, in your book, you outline, you know, some steps that potential investors can make. Do you want to talk about that?
1: Sure. Well, in, in the book, I talk about alternative methods of investing. One is is do it yourself, and I think that's probably appropriate for maybe ten percent of investors out there. It's not for everybody, but that's picking your own stocks and bonds. And you know, again, that's I think you need a little bit of experience and understanding, or or do it, take it a step at a time, because there is a bit to learn. But another method would be I call it assemble it yourself, where you don't have to actually have to pick a stock or a bond. You just invest in in low cost index ETFs, for instance. You could choose one canadian equity index etf like the one i mentioned earlier one us market index stock index etf and maybe a bond index etf and you can do that with again they're all offered by the same institutions the banks offer them there are some other providers as well super low cost super efficient and you know you can end up keeping Ninety-nine percent of your investment returns, as opposed to fifty percent of your investment returns. Robo advisors—another, that's another alternative.
0: Can you tell me more about robo advisors? Because that—that that whole idea kind of scares me to to leave that those investment decisions up to artificial intelligence.
1: Well, it's not really—it's a bit of a misnomer. It, it, there are humans involved, but uh, okay. The, <laughs> like that term, robo advisor. <laughs> you go, you go online, you answer. A dozen questions or so, and you know about your uh, your objectives, your time frame, your level of comfort with investment risk, uh, so forth, so forth, and they'll automatically recommend a portfolio for you, which is would be comprised of simple, low cost index ETFs. Basically, what they're trying to do is come up with the right balance of stock investment versus low co- low risk bond investment for you and it might be 60 40 one way or the other way or it might be 80 20 but you know you decide at the end of the day w- w- whether that's suitable for you but once that's done you can just you know put your money in every every quarter or even every two weeks from your from your paycheck and and keep your investments growing and so they're they're fine i mean there's not they're not sort of it's not not some computer that's gonna go crazy (laughs) and you know throw everything in in bitcoin or 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 cannabis stocks and you know trade the market that's not how it works it's very very sensible very very steady low cost long-term investing which is what is what investors should focus on i just maybe just one quick thing here you know there's two ways people use the stock market one is almost like a casino where you're jumping in, jumping out, betting on the latest, latest thing, whether it's meme stocks or it's you know cannabis or crypto or whatever. Most people who try that don't do very well. I see the stock market as a tool to be able to be a business owner. So if I own a uh, hundred shares or even one share of Apple or 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 Bell or RBC, hey, I, I actually own a piece of that business, and business ownership is how wealth is created that's how the majority of wealth is created in the world and the stock market allows anyone with you know a few thousand dollars to be actually a business owner and 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 so that's how i look at the stock market a tool to become a business owner to own a bunch of great businesses and, and to take a long-term outlook don't forget about the ups and downs of the market it, day to day or, or week to week, month to month, even, you know, business owners don't worry about that. They, they look at their business over the long term. And that's how I see investing own great companies for a long period of time. You're going to do very well and forget about the ups and downs of the market. Live your life. Keep your costs slow and, and you're going to retain 90% plus of, of whatever of those returns from great companies and you're going to do just fine. So that's, you know, that's how I see using the stock market, being a long-term investor, a long-term business owner.
0: That's a really good analogy. I hadn't thought of it that way. I love that. Now, if if you had an investor come to you right from the beginning and they're like, "Well, you know, I really don't know what to do or where to start." What would your recommendations be?
1: Well, I mean, I uh, the book is meant to be a starting point for for investors and so i would i'd recommend reading my book or, book. <laughs> or giving yeah. some time to you know there's other great sources out there too online and the the ontario securities commission has a site get smarter with your money the bc securities commission has as a good there's lots of great resources to, to learn investment basics so that's what my first recommendation would be for anyone take some time to learn the basics and then find a, a method of investing that's l- low cost that suits your your circumstances and that that might be doing it yourself it might be there are some lower cost fund companies out there that charge half or less mutual fund companies so it's mutual funds themselves aren't bad it's the high fees that go with them that are bad i also i actually for those investors that want to reduce their costs but at the same time want ongoing advice that's hard to get if you're an average investor but for investors with a million and a half or or, or greater actually i provide that service I provide full service investment advice for sort for more affluent investors. And again, it might seem like a contradiction. You know, I've got the got the book that is helping a lot of people do it themselves or use low cost ETFs. But some you know, some investors want that long-term, want the long-term savings, but want the good advice to go along with it. So I do, I do provide that. And, and all of my clients are saving a ton in fees. So that amount of money they're keeping in their pocket and reinvesting over time. So hopefully, you know, the math will work out very well for those folks because they're hopefully getting good advice from me, plus paying much, much lower fees.
0: Absolutely, that sounds fantastic. I'm going to leave the link in the show notes for people who are interested in contacting Larry about this. But do you have a website to direct people to if they want your services?
1: Actually, I don't have a, a website for my services. I, I I haven't got a massive advisory business. It's it's. It's relatively small, but yeah, certainly I can. If anybody's interested, I can just you know, shoot me an email. I can send you materials or summaries of what, what my service is all about. And I'm you know, happy to generate a dialogue. I do have a website that's related to the book. It's larrybates.ca. So you can, you can check out the book. Also on the website has a very useful tool, super easy to use that will show you how much of your investment return, you'll actually get to keep as a function of the fees, annual fees that you're paying. And most people are, are very, or many people anyway, are very shocked by what they find out. But that's really important to understand. So just go to my website, larrybates.ca, and you can find that very simple tool, and it might really help you a lot.
0: I love that. Now, I understand that you're also, you serve on the board for Fair. Is that yeah, correct?
1: Uh, I serve on the board of FAIR Canada, which is the Canadian Foundation for the Advancement of Investor Rights, so FAIR, FAIR, Fair Canada. And so it is a national organization that advocates on behalf of average investors. And we spend a lot of time in dialogue with the securities regulators and advocating for changing rules and, and making the system work better for for average Canadians. And it's an important group and we're I think we're small but effective voice and it's really important because the industry, as you can imagine, is a very, very powerful and well funded voice in, in regulation. And so we speak up for and fight for the little
0: guys. That's awesome. I didn't even know that existed. So that's fantastic. And I'm assuming it's all volunteer based?
1: Yeah, it's it's a it's a not for profit. It's a charitable effort. So yeah, it's all you know. There's a professional staff, and the board is all, all volunteer, and and we've made a difference in the past. And this, we're not well known. It's actually kind of tough because most in that regard, because most uh, we're serving you know millions of Canadians who who don't, don't actually realize where they're doing it but that's that's fine we're we're doing the work and, and fighting for the as i said for the little guy little guys and little people out there who are investing and trying to even the playing field a little bit and improve outcomes for, for folks
0: i love it it's good to know that we've got people fighting for us
1: <laughs> yeah and all time i'm really happy to do it
0: that's great now, if there was one thing that you would want listeners to take away from this conversation today, what would that be?
1: Well, I've mentioned it before, but really the main message of the book is take a little bit of time to learn investment basics. Don't just blindly trust your, your advisors. Most advisors are good people, but unfortunately, most of them don't sell great products. And you don't need to be an expert investor or a professional to, to learn investment basics and make a difference in in terms of your decision making and in terms of how you invest, the choices that you make, you're gonna make smarter choices and that simple smarter choices can make a massive difference over a long period of time. Warren Buffett said, the best investment you can make is in yourself. And I take that to mean, hey, learn some basics, investment basics, and you know, take that time that you spend that few hours that you spend will be one of the best investments you'll ever make.
0: Well, I love that. And I know that, you know, reading your book has definitely had a huge impact on my financial life. I've always been a big fan of, you know, reading about personal finance management and, you know, saving money. And I was ready for that book because we had already been investing and it was just it it launched us into a more confident and you know just just a more confident space with investing and now you know my husband and i are very involved in you know monitoring how we're doing in the stock market and we use the diversity approach which you talk about and we're not just you know investing in stocks we've got the etfs no mutual funds anymore and just so happy that I learned about you and I read the book and I follow you and your advice. And I'm just so grateful that you you wrote this book.
1: Well, it's great. Thank you very much. I mean, it's been very rewarding to get great feedback from so many readers mm, out mm-hmm. there across I know. across Canada and, and you know, some some outside Canada as well. And a lot of people sort of in the back of their minds know something's quite not you know, not quite right. Uh, but they, they don't know where to turn and Again, you know, getting some knowledge of investment basics and, and, and keeping it simple gives people confidence, the confidence they, they need to to make better decisions. And again, I, you know, a lot of people, there's a lot of fear in people's minds when it comes to investing. And that's understandable <laughs> because, again, so many people think of the stock market as this dangerous casino and not enough people think about it as a tool to become a long-term business owner. So... Gaining a bit of knowledge can make a big difference and, and make people more comfortable with investing, and, and and therefore, a lot of people don't invest at all because they're because they're so scared. They you know they keep their money in the bank, earning a half a percent a year, and you know it's a sh- it's a shame because they're not they're going to lose out o- over time. Just compared to that, eleven year return on the on the TSX, which by the way wasn't you know it wasn't particularly huge the us market was more like 200% return but people who are just keeping sticking their money in the bank account they're going to earn about 5% over 10 years versus that 150%. doesn't even keep up with inflation well no you're losing that's right you're, yeah. you're, lo- you're it's you're losing money every year losing purchasing power every year so So, uh, and so, so millions of people are, that's how they invest. They don't invest because they're afraid. And so, so knowledge is power, learning, learning the basics will free free people up to, to make better decisions and be, be more comfortable, not worry about uh, so much about the market ups and downs day to day,
0: not only just make them more confident, but make, keep more money in their pocket, which I love exactly well
1: uh, jack bogle who was the founder of vanguard the vanguard group which is the largest the world's largest provider of low-cost index funds he said that we're taught that you get what you pay for generally that the more you pay the better the product and with investing it's actually the opposite with (laughs) investing you get what you don't pay for in other words whatever you don't pay in fees, you actually keep for yourself and (laughs) and get to, you know, invest in the market and compound over time. So it's sort of counterintuitive, this idea that the more expensive an investment is, the higher the cost, the better the product. It's the exact opposite.
0: Yeah, so true. And so grateful that you share this information with everybody. So, it has been an absolute pleasure to talk to you today. I was beyond excited to meet with you and pick your brain for this time. I think you are just such a fine example of a Greek-Canadian, and I really appreciate you coming on this show today.
1: Well, those are very kind words. I really appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun, and it's a pleasure to to share a little bit of knowledge from a, a career and help Canadians and, and others and invest smarter. And if anybody has any questions or follow-up, you can just e- you can email me at larry at larrybates.ca. And my books, it's in bookstores if you can get in the bookstores, depending on when this is going to be broadcast, but also easy to get on Amazon or, or indigo.ca and check out my website, larrybates.ca. Thanks so much.
0: Perfect. And we're going to leave all the links in the show notes for easy access for everybody. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Business Society podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, leave us a review. Your ratings and reviews help more people like you find our podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with someone you think would love it. Until next time, I'm Melissa Houston. And never forget, nobody will ever care about your money as much as you do. So never give your financial power away.